Adam and Eve is not giving you 10% off and not 20% off or even 40%. Your discount is even bigger. AdamandEve.com is giving you a whopping 50% off. But why stop there? In addition to 50% off, you also get 10 free gifts. That includes a racy item for him, a sensuous toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, and even blow you away. And best of all... Free shipping. Always delivered in discreet packaging. So rethink your bedroom routine. Go to adamandeve.com and enter the station's exclusive code at checkout. Miller. And get, you know the discount, 50% off almost any item and 10 tantalizing free gifts. That's Miller. Again, Miller. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. If you like what you're hearing, why not try a StephCast subscription? Only $4.95 a month if you buy a year in advance. Go to stephaniemiller.com to find out how. If I'm going to get bad news, I want it from him because he's very handsome. Dr. Irwin Redletter joins us now. It's MSNBC medical expert. Dr. Irwin Redletter. Here he became Dr. Doom. Dr. Irwin Redletter is the founding director of the National Center for Disaster Preparedness and senior research scholar. Dr. Doom. Good morning, Dr. Doom. Good morning, Stephanie. <laughs> um, so, I good point, by the way. You said enough. DeSantis, Abbott, and other electeds, in my opinion, are responsible for the deaths of thousands because of willful disregard of life-saving measures to stop the spread of COVID. They must be legally held accountable. Um, I, I couldn't agree with you more. What response have you gotten thus far? Well, I've spoken to some legal scholars at the Columbia Law School and other places, and they were exploring it right now, but I haven't really gotten yet lawyers popping up in ohio texas and florida which is really what i would like to see yeah well i i love yesterday ron DeSantis. uh he's obviously done nothing but politicize masks and this virus so yesterday he laments the politicization of fat face masks <laughs> he said i don't know how why the masks have politics around it i don't that's so hard to figure out um let the parent make the decision what's best for their kids if you want to do masks, do it if you don't don't that's fine that is so anti-science as you eat your, obviously, your oatmeal, which is good for your cholesterol. Yeah. <laughs> but that is so anti-science. That's the whole point of masking is everyone has to do it, right? It's not just like if you feel like it. That's okay. We have to get away from this notion that making decisions that help stop the spread of COVID is somehow a personal decision. Yeah. You know, it's like my body, my. this is not about abortion rights. This is about the need to, to protect our entire society from COVID. And we got tools. The tools are masking, vaccines, separation, and anything else that we need to do to keep it from spreading. It's not about you folks only. 
And by the way, part is that, but you know, we got a bigger responsibility than just yeah. ourselves. And thank God the law has shot him down, right? The they the the courts have ruled against his uh, bans and and uh, penalizing the school district. I mean, somebody tweeted he's literally selling anti-mask merchandise. Don't Fauci my Florida and all yeah. that. I mean, talk about who's politicized this more than Ron DeSantis and this doc as a pediatrician. I mean. I, this is, okay, about 252,000 new coronavirus cases were reported, reported among children last week. This marks the, the, number, the largest number of new pediatric COVID cases in a single week since the pandemic began. And it comes right as millions of kids are heading back to school. So that was yeah. over almost 9,000 new pediatric cases reported during the week of June 24th. Um, the highest spike, of course, uh, in Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Tennessee, Mississippi, among the states that saw the highest number of new cases. I mean, this is just not hard to figure out anymore, is it? It is all the, the states with low vaccination rates. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the message. If you live in a state or a community with few people being vaccinated and nobody required to wear a mask, you are going to be in the you know, bullseye of this crazy uh, virus, and especially the Delta variant, and it's coming after you. That That's what it is. And, um, you know, I feel sorry for people who care about all these public health measures who do live in Texas or Florida or Ohio because they are, they are being affected. They're being threatened by the people who don't comply with those basic recommendations, especially getting vaccinated. I was reading, I just mentioned this one tweet. Uh, In March, Idaho parents encouraged kids to burn masks on the Capitol steps. Do you remember those scenes? Well, now hospitals in Idaho are in crisis mode rationing care. Fauci just said we're perilously close to officials needing to make choices about who gets an ICU bed and who doesn't. 80% of ICU beds um, across the country are in use, um, with obviously higher in in low vaccination areas. I mean, it's... We, we were just, I was reading, that, which we knew this was going to happen. The Sturgis motorcycle event produced a 600% surge in COVID-19 cases. Yeah. I mean, Doc, you must just, when you watch these full stadiums, no vaccination required, no masking required, these full college stadiums full. I I, I mean, it just, it, I, don't, I can't imagine how you, it makes you feel to see these Well, things. you know, I, you, you may be hearing a little more anger in my voice and tone today, Steph. I, I think this is happening throughout the medical and public health community. We're like, we're in disbelief. We're disgusted that we can't get a handle on this. These are hospital admissions, ICU admissions and deaths that are essentially avoidable, preventable. And it's very, very difficult to deal with for docs. I used to run a a pediatric ICU in the beginning of my career. And it it is an unbelievable stress if your ICU is filled up and you can't take the next patient from the emergency room. So now we have this happening wholesale everywhere in hospital after hospital. And it's a horrifying thing. We have nurses who are so demoralized and overworked that they're quitting in droves. Mm -hmm. This is a crisis um, in formation right now that's getting worse and worse by the day step. I said yesterday, do people not realize we have worked four times the number we were a year ago before we had the vaccine. I mean, it is, uh, you tried to warn, you said, don't let your guard down this Labor Day. Weather beautiful, but COVID's raging and super dangerous. Big gatherings, no masks, remain a threat. Too many unvaccinated, including kids. Breakthrough is a problem. So sorry to say. Um, 
Yeah, I, I guess, okay. I mean, we're out here in L.A., I don't know if you heard, we're doing our part. L.A. just is, yep. today, mm-hmm. will vote to mandate a vaccine for kids 12 and over in school. Yep. Um, do yep. you think that will hopefully start a wave across the country? I hope so. But, you know, it's not like uh, somebody does something or a state enacts some particular regulation that suddenly gets picked up like, uh, you know, like it's spreading throughout the country. I think there's still a lot of work to do. And I think people keep should keep pointing to examples like L.A. and say, and say they did it. Why don't we do it? And um, hopefully that'll happen. And by the way, I think there's a lot bigger role now for parents to become advocates and not just for their own kids, but for all children, because the governments are not doing it. So I'd love to see a big rising up of parents who are demanding that schools and states and local jurisdictions do the right thing when it comes to preventing COVID spread. Yeah. Doc, um, I hate to, I hate to, you know, it's a Dr. Doom segment. I hate to veer (laughs) into the good news, but you know, it really does seem like there, it's a good news, bad news sort of scenario. I, let me, first of all, let me ask you what you think we're going to hear today from the president. I, we were saying it seemed like Jen Psaki teased. I was like, are they going to rule the FAA going to rule on airplanes? A vaccine mandate? Cause that would be fantastic. She seemed like, you know, she, she, I mean, she didn't say that for sure. But it sounded like, I mean, what is there anything you think we're going to hear tonight that would surprise you? Well, one of the things is they're going to, I think for sure, there's going to be a, they're going to find every single individual that works for or is contracted by the government and say, they already started doing this. You must be vaccinated. Otherwise, you're not working here. You, you know, you're yeah. going to be dismissed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that goes for contractors as well as regular employees, as I was saying. And, and I think we'll see more. Uh, enforceable actions in uh, transportation hubs uh, and other things. But basically, this is going to be the president imploring people to get vaccinated uh, for their good and for the good of the country. But, you know, this has been happening now for many months and we're making some slow progress, but we still have tens of millions of people who remain unvaccinated. And uh, we'll see. But these next few months are going to be critical until all children are uh, eligible to be vaccinated, which is coming. Um, and until there's a lot more enforceable action in the state, Stephanie. Well, you know I'm a healthy eater, and eating better is easy with Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today. Get after your goals. Two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factors restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Pancakes, smoothies. Discover a wide variety of easy options. Options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. There's no prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat. No prepping, cooking, or cleanup is needed. Flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. Head on over to factormeals.com liberal50 and use that code liberal50 to get 50% off. Once again, the code liberal50 at factormeals.com liberal50 for 50% off. So, Doc, we were talking about the good news study, particularly the three of us, Chris, Travis, and I, who've had COVID Uh and gotten two mRNA shots. But, you know, all these new studies are finding, like, what they're calling superhuman immunity in in people. Like, I mean, I'm starting to rethink, like, oh, do I have better protection than I thought I did? Again, not to be, I mean, we're still being safe. And, uh, 
you know, but I, but this story that everybody's talking about, I just wanted to get your take on the, in the New York Times, one in 5,000. So the CDC reported a terrifying fact in July. Again, this is science. It's evolving, as we know. The people with, uh, vaccinated people with the Delta variant um, carried roughly the same viral load in their noses and throats as unvaccinated people. In recent weeks, however, more data has become available to suggest the tour picture is less alarming. Yes, Delta has increased the chances of getting COVID for almost everyone, but if you're vaccinated, the COVID infection is still uncommon in those in hot with those high viral loads are not as worrisome as they initially sounded. How small are the chances of the average vaccinated American contracting COVID? Probably about one in 5,000 per day and even lower for people who take precautions or live in a highly vaccinated area. So they're saying where you are, Doc, like in the Northeast, as well as Chicago, L.A., San Francisco areas, the chances are more like one in 10,000. Right. places right that are more uh, vaccinated that's probably true but i think it's worth pointing out stephanie and uh, that that um these are snapshots of a particular day with particular amounts of data what we've learned if nothing else about uh about uh, coronavirus is that it mutates like crazy we don't know yeah. right now we're dealing with almost entirely the delta variant of uh, coronavirus uh, will that change i don't know but i think people could feel good if they've gotten vaccinated they got in both doses of mRNA or the J&J single dose vaccine. Uh, eventually, they're going to need to get a booster shot. I believe that. But if that is the case, even if you have a lot of virus, uh, you're carrying a lot of virus in your nasal cavities and in your throat, uh, the, the vaccinated people have a greater ability to keep that from spreading to vital organs and right. from you getting very sick or need to go to the hospital. Right. So, that the good was, news is yeah. the vaccines work. Right. Well, that I mean, this is what I'm the main thing I took from the story. They're saying the infection rates in the least vaccinated states are about four times as high as in the most vaccinated states. Again, yeah. going to your point, it's just vaccinate, vaccinate, vaccinate. Um, but this part, if the entire country had received shots at the same rate as the Northeast or California, uh, the current Delta wave would be a small fraction of its current size. As we all know, Delta is a problem. New York Times writes vaccine hesitancy is a bigger problem. Um, but that what you just said, I think, is really key. Let's just go over it again. Even when the size of the viral loads are similar, the virus behaves differently in the noses and throats of the vaccinated. Right. Uh, in an unvaccinated yes. person, a viral load is akin to an enemy facing uh, little resistance. In a vaccinated person, the human immune system launches a powerful response, tends to prevail quickly, often before the host body gets sick or infects others, um, that the viral loads were initially similar in size can end up being irrelevant. So because what this goes to, Doc, I just want to skip to the end because... Um, Right. One doctor said even with Delta, the overall risk for the vaccinated remain extremely small. She said the messaging over the last month in the U.S. has basically served to terrify the vaccinated and make the unvaccinated eligible adults doubt the effectiveness of the vaccines. Neither of those views is warranted, is what she said. So I think that's important because the breakthrough cases have made the vaccine hesitant, in some cases even more vaccine hesitant. And the fact is, it, it is incredibly powerful, these vaccines, aren't they? They're extremely powerful, they're extremely effective, and they're very safe. Uh, So the vaccine hesitant or the resistant uh, need to reevaluate their positions now. And um, and I think the data that you're citing is actually very encouraging. It says, yeah, like we just were talking about, you may carry the virus, but the chance of you having to go to the hospital are virtually nil. It's, It's an incredibly... Yeah. Uh, small likelihood, and I think people ought to pay attention to that.
Yeah. Well, this is in a new ABC News Washington Post poll. Nearly half of adults judge their risk of getting sick from coronavirus as either moderate or high, even though 75 percent of adults have received at least one shot. In reality, the risk of getting any version of virus remains small for the vaccinated and the risk of getting bad, badly sick remain minuscule, as you just said. But I think we need to just keep pushing that out there. Right. Because that's. Uh, you know, and I, I take it from, you know, that it has made me basically go back into lockdown. All the stuff we've heard about the Delta variant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But and, anyway. and things are changing, which is the other point I'm making. But I think whatever whatever's been changing, and one of the things that's been changing is that the immune protection may not last as long as we initial, initially thought. And the fix for that is we're going to get a booster shot. Once that happens and we're able to vaccinate all children, we'll be living in a different world, which is yeah. so enticing. Yeah. It's so important. And I, and I think it's very, one of the, I guess the big difficulty now is that truly vaccine resistant have been impervious to these arguments. For some reason, they're not getting it and they'd rather believe BS on the internet uh, yeah. than the messages from medical and health, public health professionals. Yep. All right, Doc. Um, by the way, home tests, yes or no? I heard a segment on MSNBC <laughs> saying yes. Should we get the home tests, the 2025 buck ones for the show? Are they worth it or too too much a risk of positive or, or false positive or false negative results? You know, the the test, the home test kits or the um, or the rapid tests that are out there, some of them are way better than others. And the data is not really encouraging. I, I think it's something to do. And, uh, but there are there are false positives and false negatives, and people need to be careful. And really, the best is, are the PCR tests that people get in okay. the official okay. testing sites. All right. Love you, Dr. Doom. We're way long, as usual. Thanks, thank Doc. you. Thank you. Thank you. See ya. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>